history boys. I'm Tyler Armantrout. I'm a history boy at heart, but also a history boy in motion. Oh, there I'm, you go. And I'm sitting next to uh, Christopher Whedon. Yeah, you say it. I am a history boy who is called Christopher Whedon, and I am a history boy in my uh, pants. <laughs> in your per- personal life. My personal life yeah. and on the show. But, but I'm not supposed to talk about it. Outside of the show, you know so much. No, yeah, not at all. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with and that. And who are you sitting next to? I don't know. Uh, hi, hi there, neighbor. Uh, I, I, I just moved into uh, the area. My name is Zach Mech. I'm, oh. a, I'm a history boy, and uh, I am uh, federally bound to uh, let you know that uh, I, I now live here. Oh. For reasons. Uh, eight-year-olds, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, scotch. Eight-year-old yeah. scotch is what oh, we're talking I about. Yeah. Best thing about eight-year-old scotch is you have eight eight bottles of it. Because it's your year old eight-year-old <laughs> scotch. Eight year What's old. the best thing about eight-year-old scotch? You have eight, eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I am Jerry Nash, a history boy as always. Thank you for listening. And here we are another story for you cool what is the story jerry tell us the story <laughs> tell us <Yeah>. papa <laughs> it's getting cold in here Ooh, it's gonna be a cold one <sighs> we're back on the ice aren't we? no not on the ice in the ice we're in the ice in the snow oh, yay yeah. this is the blizzard of 1888 oh boy ah th- this is where the uh uh the, the background for baby it's cold outside came from correct no it's cold outside baby it's cold outside there's a blizzard. Well, that song was inspired by the fact that he left a baby in the snow and said, baby, it's cold outside, gotta go. And he, <laughs> he left that baby in the snow. Like that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. That was a child, not a baby. Yeah. Well, you'll see a lot of that in this episode. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, yeah, let's let's warm you up for a butt. <laughs> Glad we're rocking to feel good. Warm you up before you we cool you down. <laughs> So the Midwestern slash Western states slash territories had seen blizzards before, but none would compare to what they experienced in 1888. They need some of that global warming. (laughs) Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, The blizzard came without any warning, as meteorology was in its infancy, communication lines didn't really reach everywhere, and the ineptitude of the U.S. Army's Signal Corps, which tried to predict the national weather at the time. And they were the ones that kind of like, they were the ones that tried to predict the weather. Yeah, they were like, uh, I saw... Cl- clouds are coming. <laughs> I saw get two dark. ravens and a, and a goat, so I think it's going to be fine. Dale, climb up that. It's a little bit more than that. I saw... What do you see up there? Huh? I saw a couple <laughs> of coyotes going east. I think, I think we're in for a blizzard. Well, there was still sort of like the red sky in the morning... Yeah, I know that. Uh, it's like, I, know I don't that know they what that means. Doing this, yeah, but, uh, uh, we're doing better now, guys. <laughs> they saw a couple fire trucks and were like, "We're in bi- real trouble tonight." <laughs> because fire trucks won't exist for like another like thirty years. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> they had fire trucks, just I, not I, the fire trucks we have now. No, I mean like it was a like modern a, fire truck. It was like a rickshaw with a guy with a mouthful of water. And a, and a guy go, and guys sees him. <laughs> And we called that the fire engine. I was going to make a joke about time traveling uh, fire engines, but it has nothing on that, so I'm going to move along. So it was called the Great Blizzard, the Great White Hurricane, the Schoolhouse Blizzard, and the Children's Blizzard. Mm. It's known as these things. We'll get to kind of why it was called this. As we go down the list, it gets more... um, uh, At first I was like, this just sounds like, I don't know, 
a rockumentary's cocaine part. And uh, <laughs> and once you're like the children's blizzard, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Great yeah. White Hurricane, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a Motley Crue story. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, yeah, as much as Zach, yeah, as much yeah. as Zach wanted that, I'm sure. Yeah, when I, I, I expected this to be on the on the LA Strip, you know. It's, like, <laughs> it's all, snowing all the t- tonight in the green room. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, in the Viper Room. Oh, there you go. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's it's all about the rainbow, and yeah. then you go up to the Vampire Club. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's the way to do it. And, and you see River Phoenix, and you go, see you around, man. You give him a high five. He's like, I'll be here tomorrow. And you're like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just did some speed balls with Lance Daly. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then the screen goes uh, gray, it, it, gray scale. It, 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 it zooms out backwards from the SDTV. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you see River Phoenix tragically lost his life. And he's going to be played by that kid from Cobra Kai. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, the one that looks like uh, it looks River like Phoenix. River Phoenix. I kept talk- I kept talking to Danny about how much of a dreamboat he was, and she was like, "Yeah, I see his green eyes, Chris. Stop bringing him up." I'm like, "He's dreamy." Yeah, let's talk about that now. <laughs> Welcome to the Cobra Kai cast. We're, we're talking about uh, Chris's sexual awakening. Abs- well, yeah. sexual awakening too. First one was Tifa them. Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> now it was referred to. As the children's blizzard or the schoolhouse blizzard, because most of the blizzard's uncountable hundreds of victims were mainly children. Hmm. Brutal. Yeah. And it was the most severe, one of the most severe blizzards in recorded American history. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a lost episode of Schoolhouse Rock talking about the <laughs> children's blizzard? Well, I will say that after this, being caught in a blizzard was a... Intrinsic fear that people had in America. So you're saying like the cartoon kids would be like, "It's getting cold, and I'll never get old." Exactly. I'm just gonna take a nap. Precisely. Yeah. I'm a new father, guys. Uh, I was I was just gonna say something, but I'm I'm just a blizzard on Capitol Hill. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it wasn't as funny as that, so we'll cut that out. Yeah. It's up to you. Cut his out so mine looks better. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> so in 1862, the Homestead Act granted adult heads of household 160 acres of surveyed public land for a minimal filing fee, provided that they stay and live on that land for five years. It's yours free, Plus free it was and clear. Haunted. Yeah. <laughs> it's free and clear. You get 160 acres. You live there five years. That's not a bad deal. Well... It's a challenge. Is it on an Indian burial ground? <laughs> all, all of the United of it States. <laughs> <laughs> it's all cursed. <laughs> now, the obvious catch being that if anything should happen to you, well, on the frontier, no one was there to help you. And you're kind of SOL. You're there making a go for it on your own, completely on your own. But the people yeah. at the time were more self-reliant. You'd think they'd be prepared. Yeah, they didn't even have very good Wi-Fi back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the fact you have to do everything yourself. So literally everything yourself. Think about that. Like restart the router. You know? <laughs> turn it <laughs> you gotta, off. You got to dig your on. own well. You got to build a house. You got to sow your own field. You got to grow your own food. You got to pump your own septic. Yeah. There's no septic. D- oh, dig the no. graves of the you children. Got, you got to dig your own... Uh, because half uh, of them didn't house. House. Yeah. yeah. Half of the kids didn't la- live past 12. And you got to oh. fish the snakes out. Just in get general. You. And I'm, this is without the blizzard. Right. Got to drive <laughs> uh, your own Uber Eats. Oh, no, no. You, you got to go to the restaurant to get the food. <laughs> Still, Ugh. 
many brave and foolhardy pioneers took on that challenge and poured into the American West. They were a lot of immigrants who wanted a better legacy for their children than what they had back in their home countries. So basically what was going on in Europe is that farms were familial, but once you know you had several kids and whatnot, there's no way you were going to have a farm or anything. Yeah. You know, So the land was sort of all accounted for. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when they heard that if you went to America... You could have 160 acres if you could just stay there five years. Yeah, just take it from the Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. right. Then they, they signed up. Right? It's, free, it's free real estate. Well, well, the railroads... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's free real estate. Yeah. Well, the, the railroads pushed out all this propaganda into Europe that was like, come to the Great Plains, the Great Prairies, the American West. The sun shines all the time and the rain follows the plow. It's it's a paradise. There, You're going to have a great time. There is literally no night. The sun is oppressive. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's a regular Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. And at that time, I mean, you got to cross the ocean first. People died on that trip. It was a cruise. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> and, uh, they all got food poisoning. And then, From yeah. the buffet. Yeah. yeah. And once you got there, From you know, cocktail. there there are, are natives that are already there, and the weather is hostile, right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't know this going into it. You thought it was going to be dope. Yeah. For our listeners that live on the coast, the Midwest is, uh, that, that'd be the plains. Yes. Yeah. The prairies. Um, is uh, very cold in the winter, very hot in the summer, very humid in the summer, and uh, I don't recommend it to anyone. Yeah. yeah. So. Get out. Get out of Iowa, you guys. It's the one that I have the most experience with. Yeah. Mm, Chicago is my most experience. And Oof. my God, that Chicago winter. I've been to the Chicago oh. airport. That's the closest I've been. You're like, give me that inner city I hear so much about. Because this weather is oppressive. <laughs> <laughs> now, there were also ambitious businessmen that were capitalizing on the railroad stops. And uh, uh, they were there basically to build the cities of the West. You yeah. know, like anytime the railroad stopped cities popped up around it, right? Mm-hmm. And they were there to sort of capitalize on that and build, like, the towns in the West that would eventually become, like, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and things like that. South Dakota will be a metropolis. Yeah, that's what <laughs> right I thought. Right off the choo-choo. <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah. I'm Mr. Moneyfeller. They thought My name is Pierre Moneyfeller. Yeah. Yeah. I got gold shoes. Mm-hmm. We're building our first Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of it pe- was a top hat in those days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all black slips establishment. And I don't mean that in a race uh, sort of connotation, but yeah. you need to be wearing your best tuxedo. Yeah, it's black tie. Black tie. Also, they didn't let black people in there. Yes, <laughs> Arby's. And there were also people just looking for a hard reset on their life. And on the prairies and in Dakota Territory, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, they would find... More than what they bargained for. Because this is rough life, guys. Again, you have to do everything yourself. And if anything should happen, well, that's too goddamn bad. You, you know, sometimes it's worth it having a new start after uh, you cause an accident at the the old factory and somebody gets smushed <laughs> and you have to get out of town. <laughs> yeah. uh, pancake some guy. Yeah, pancake some guy in a steamroller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regular Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pioneers made the arduous crossing and covered wagons into this hostile and wild land, many of whom who just months before uh, made the long voyage over the ocean from Norway, Sweden, and Ukraine. Sweden. Yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> Tacoma. 
When they got to where they were going uh, to Homestead, uh, they surveyed their 160 acres and they staked it off. That's where like the term comes, like pulling up stakes. Yes, mm. yeah, you stake okay. your claim. You stake your claim. Yeah, you stake it all it was off. My land, it's staked off. This yeah. is your land, right? You didn't see those fucking stakes. <laughs> well, sometimes they you were build T-bones. Yeah. but mm. T-bones are fine. But only people with like some means. I'm more built of a ribeye fences. Guy. Same. People with some meats. Means. Oh, uh, mm. built fences. He's, 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 I got he's money so, for all these fences. I put in the stakes. He's talking about tenderloins over here. So yeah, this guy's talking about God knows what uh, tenderloins. So the stakes were raised, one might say. Uh, put down. Oh. You only pulled up stakes if you want to leave. Ah. But I thought they raised the stakes because of the harsh winters. Oh, they raised the stakes to get there. And then they put down the stakes to stay. Once and if you're there. leaving, you pulled up stakes. Well, you know... You, Jerry you, did it again. Yes. <laughs> you gotta know when to hold them. You know when to fold them. Know when to put down stakes. <laughs> And no one to, you know, skip town after you had pancaked that guy in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> now, once you got there, though, you had to set to work quickly on building your own house for you and your family, where materials could be scarce. Yeah, I was going to say, Jerry, uh, where did they find trees in the prairie? Most of their houses were sod houses. Mm, oh, made out of dirt? Dirt. There were, there, were, there were usually one, maybe two room sod houses with sod roofs. It was dirt floors, dirt, everything, pretty much. They lived in dirt houses. Dirt in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Cool. And, like, snakes would crawl through your walls. Yeah. And, like, bugs would be in there. It, it was rough living, <laughs> you know? And it pretty much, at the same time, you got a plant. Because you're going to need food, you know? Yeah. Makes you want to go back to the city and face the music for that time you pancaked that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like prison would be better than this. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. The fact that your walls and your floor is essentially a, a refrigerator, like it's a pantry for you. There's so many delicacies there. I thought you were gonna say that your walls are like a metal album with like snakes and bugs crawling out of it. And you're <laughs> no, like, I, I was thinking of more like, all right, got snakes, uh, snakes for dinner, snake sandwich again. Here we go. Snakes back on the menu, boys. <laughs> snake sandwich. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone's ever had a snake sandwich. Uh. That is absolutely I mean, not true. You have not had... Is the bread also snakes? Yes. <laughs> yeah, duh. It's just snakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's disgusting. Well, and, and if you think about the materials, not a ton of wood, right? So you'd have to go sometimes really far to get coal to heat your house. Yeah. And if you couldn't afford coal, uh, which many couldn't, or if you didn't have wood, you're, you resorted to burning hay. And it burns way too fast. Yeah, that and you have to kindling. twist it. You have to twist it into like knots to make it burn longer. Good for the lungs. But it. Oh God, no. But but it it it's what really poor people ha- uh, used to heat their home, and it was not. <laughs> it was just not good enough. AOC's you know? freaking out on Twitter right now because of what you just said. <laughs> so like, all joking aside, I'm honestly surprised that. Their houses, they didn't also use, like, uh, any manure or anything like that so that it would trap the heat more. Yeah, the burning cow pie well, situation of the uh, frontiersmen. They would they would burn chips, but the thing is, is burning cow chips might be okay for outside campfires. Not great for inside camp- campfires. Your whole house smells like burning shit. So mm. they would, you know, they would use it, don't get me wrong, but... They would have to supplement it with other things too. Interesting. Not your first choice. But sod, sod was uh, does grow together, right? Mm. So it, it does form a pretty decent insulation, like a seal. But but yeah, I mean snakes live in it, 
Right, you know yeah, what I mean? sure. So, like, you wake up in the morning with snakes all over you. Yeah. You right. Know? No. Hey, free snakes. So. Uh, I was just curious, more along the lines of, like, trying to weatherproof at home. Yeah, sod, sod was the best way. Uh, Come to the American it, Prairie. Yeah, Live in snakes. <laughs> yeah. Now, weather was the primary factor of whether or not these settlers would live or die. It was ad- it was so linked to their everyday life. You know what I mean? If there was a drought, it could kill you. If there was a flood, it could kill you. If there was a prairie fire, it could kill you and or destroy everything you have. Oh, Jesus. So, like, and prairie fires, you know, across flat surfaces... The fire just raged, and there was no way to put it out. You know what I mean? And if your house or whatever was in the way, good luck to you, because who it's knows? made out of sod. Yeah, <laughs> who knows right. if it's still yeah. going to be there after it's done. My house is screaming. It's just the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> they were the friends that we made along the way. <laughs> and and think about it. Like, you, you killed yourself to make this house. It took so long. It took everything you had to make this house, and... <laughs> There yeah. it is. Well, you made yeah. it out of filth, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's all that was there. <laughs> and it seemed like everything just wanted to fucking destroy you out there, you know? But among the most feared uh, natural disasters in the West was the blizzard. Mm-hmm. Now, a blizzard is defined as a severe snowstorm characterized by strong, sustaining winds of at least 35 miles per hour typically lasting for three hours or more, causing a reduced visibility to at least a quarter mile, 400 meters, or less. Dairy Queen, you lied to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't say anything about Oreo 1 in that. No, I did not. The real yeah. problem was how many calories it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the killer. <laughs> the silent killer. Yeah. Now, with something being a blizzard, it doesn't really have a lot to do with the amount of snow. It has more to do with the strength of the wind. Mm. And yeah, the wind sometimes brought about like whiteout conditions where the everything in the horizon and everything looked the same and indistinguishable. So it's you can't even really tell where you are. You don't know what's what. Yeah, you're, yeah. S- you're snow blind, like Slash in the Viper Room. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, you would think that the Scandinavians would feel most at home in that sort of environment, but, you know, that's it's, just me. It's not quite the same. Not They're quite used to the same. trees. Yeah. Well, and fjords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... They're pining for the fjords. Yeah, blizzard's yeah. a little different. And in Antarctica, this just kind of puts it in, into perspective, because the the bottom end, in order for it to be a blizzard, is 35 mile, mile an hour winds, right? In Antarctica... Blizzards have been recorded with winds over 99 miles per hour. Boy. Poor so, Shackleton. Yeah. 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 Sitting in a canvas tent. <laughs> you know? There goes my sock. It's an ice cube now. Yeah. But if that you really want to. too. <laughs> you really want to <laughs> run away from uh, the things you did in your past, Antarctica is probably not a play- bad place to go. Yeah. They're not going to find you down there. No. Zero cases of COVID, by the way. <laughs> True. Uh, now, a severe blizzard especially in a place that is rare to get a lot of snow, can paralyze the region for days at a time, freezing all transportation, and in the 1880s, all communication as well. Blizzards have been known to create giant snow drifts on anything that stops the wind, covering trains, haystacks, barns, and second-floor windows. In 1829, the blizzard was referred to as a, quote, violent blow. Nice. 
nice. but was given its modern term blizzard by 1859 and used regularly to describe harsh winters of the 1880s. Because that other term ended up uh, meaning when you, when you were using too many teeth. <laughs> I mean, we, we were just talking about Pornhub videos uh, before we were recording, and I think I've seen a couple Violent Blow videos, you know? Yowie, yowie, yowie! That's what you do, you jump out of your seat and your legs kick when you get too many, te- when you get too many teeth like a cartoon like a yeah. cartoon man. And then you push down like a TNT plunger. Saying. Yeah, you push down a TNT plunger, <laughs> and you blow up the Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the blizzard that would ravage the west of Montana to Texas, so it went from Montana all the way down into Texas, it was caused by a massive Arctic front coming, it was basically coming from the north into the south, and a massive wet warm front coming north from the Gulf of Mexico. I'm not really going to get into the particulars of meteorology because it's every time they talked about this in the book, my eyes just kind of glazed over. I was like, I don't know what all this means. Jerry, you're not a meteorology boy? I'm not, no. It's the Meteorology Boys podcast. We talk about uh, weather patterns. We talk about high pressure systems. We talk about low pressure systems. Yeah, Um, yeah. we we talk about uh, chance of precipitation. So what happens is that wet air uh, from the south collides with that cold air and makes snow, mm. right? That's basically what it is. There's certain things that make it a blizzard, that make it special and make it a blizzard, but I'm not really going to go into that. They got zapped. That's the long story short. Yeah. Hot, cold, zippity-zop, they got zapped. They got the blizz. Yeah. Oh, they got the blizz all right. <laughs> there we go. They, they got the blue box blues. Big time. <laughs> now, this particular blizzard would be large enough to span states, and strike quickly and without any warning. Those that were caught in it as it struck were already too late. It hit fast and it hit it, it hit with its full force, like almost immediately. Frozen solid. <laughs> Ice cube people, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so in a blizzard, snow is more like small ice particles that are being blown across the landscape extremely violently. And these ice particles make it almost impossible to see, sometimes freezing your eyelids shut, but it also chokes you as well, rushing into your nose and mouth if you open it. Whoa. And it plugs your ears too. Like, it it just gets everywhere. It's constantly... It's like sand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like being in a dust storm. It shoots up your nose and down your your throat. Gets into everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's coarse. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. (laughs) And the loud howling of the wind makes it even more impossible to hear anything else. It's like Mother Nature screaming at you while it's holding you down and just fucking your face with ice. <laughs> yeah. It's Mother Nature's orgasm. That's what's happened. That's why they called it a violent blow. Nice. <laughs> now, many attribute the harsh winters in the northern hemisphere of the 1880s to a volcanic eruption of Krakatoa in Indonesia in 1883. The explosion was so powerful that it's thought that anyone that was in a 10-mile radius would have gone deaf. Oh, boy. And it was it was actually heard as far away as Australia, which was nearly 2,000 miles away. And they were like, Fuck. crikey. <laughs> <laughs> and they went about their day. Now, the uh, eruption destroyed the original island of Krakatoa. It's actually now three or four islands, I believe. More like Krakatoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
God damn it. And some sources put the estimated death toll of the actual explosion at more than 120,000 people. Oh my God. Yeah. There are numerous documented reports of groups of human skeletons floating across the Indian Ocean on rafts of volcanic pumice and washing up on the east coast of Africa up to a year after the eruption. That's oh, wow. so fucking metal. Why aren't That's we doing the episode nuts. on that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, it's the early morning skeleton time. <laughs> time to make breakfast. Yeah. Now, the plumes of ash that were propelled 260,000 feet into the air caused summer temperatures in the northern hemisphere to be much lower and winter cold fronts to be, consequently, colder and more vicious. Mm. So a volcano made the blizzard worse? Basically. It made the blizzard possible. In a Jerry, that didn't make any goddamn sense. Volcano's hot. <laughs> the world's so big, though. Yeah, how does that matter, Jerry? If we have global warming... you hear warming. my silence? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nothing's connected. Sure would be nice to have some global warming with all this snow. <laughs> right? Right. Our president said something. <laughs> yeah. In the early days of January, 1888... The West had seen snowfall and freezing temperatures, but that was to be expected for that time of year. However, on January 11th, 1888, the temperature had actually risen 20 to 40 degrees from where it was in most places, which was relatively balmy considering the weather's just days, just a day before. So it, all of a sudden it got really warm. And everyone's like, put on your shorts. Pretty much. I mean, they, they didn't, they weren't, wearing their big heavy winter stuff that day oh that's it so it was like this big warm front before they uh yeah yep. uh s slight tangent i was at, there was this like hurricane that hit like ireland mm -hmm. uh, a while ago a few years like more than a few years ago but i happened yeah. to be in amsterdam in october and it was like unseasonably warm in amsterdam yeah. at the time yeah. well that hurricane was like hitting ireland yeah we flew out of scotland moments before yeah <laughs> jesus yeah. like that's like nuts. literally it was like if our flight was like the next day or, like, later that, it would have been an issue. <laughs> Jesus. So everybody is Jimmy Buffetting out right now. <laughs> well, snow on the ground that had been there uh, actually began to melt in certain places by, like, noon there in some places. Break out the margarita mix. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Cheeseburgers in paradise. Well, you got all this ice. You got all this snow. You could just you just put in the margarita mix. You got your margarita That's true. Right there. Yeah. Oh. Think about how many margaritas people drank back then. <laughs> None. I feel like in any episode with ice and snow, I Wait, think you're telling me they don't have margaritas. lime. They don't have tequila. <laughs> Jerry, no. we are in the Minnesota history books. We 18, know these things. Come on. Yeah. No. They didn't have a... Uh, what is that? What is that restaurant called he has? Jimmy Buffett's... Margaritaville. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that they had the five o'clock somewhere thing at the, the Las Vegas one. Right? I feel like that was like a colon than a colon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was like the one in Vegas, hat. yeah. Uh, Vegas is a hat on a hat. Yeah, several but hats I still on love several. It. Yeah, me it's too. It's a tower of hats. If you know how to do it right, it's uh, pretty. It's a pretty good time. If you can balance those hats. <laughs> I mean, each hat is like the the Arby's giant uh, hat. So yeah, it's great. I was gonna see the giant tuxedo. You don't want the that. head tuxedo that the man wore in the pasties. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying you don't want that big uh, neon cowboy kicking your hat stack over. Yeah. No, not at all. Jesus. He's like, I'm the biggest hat in this side of the world. <laughs> He's like, I only need one. That was a weird tangent. 
So people had to take advantage of the good weather to feed their livestock and do general chores and work around their homesteads because, yeah, it's a hard life and you got to be out there all the fucking time. And if it's too cold a couple of, a couple of days, you got to make up for lost time. And if the weather looks good, shit, yeah, you're going to go out make there. Make hay. Right. Make, make what you can. So children also went to school that day. Uh, many not bothering to wear their heavier winter clothing. And there, there were just a few people, though, on the prairie that had been there a little longer than some of these people. And they sensed that something wasn't really right. Something's amiss. Yeah, and they stayed in that day. My knees done acting up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the vast majority of people didn't even have the luxury to stay in that day. They were like, nope, gotta do it. Oh, it's like COVID. Right. And the blizzard would begin in the morning in Montana. And by the time it ravaged as far south as Texas, it was in the afternoon. So it shows you just how fast it swept down through the Midwest. Sounds like they, the school should have taken a snow day. Well, yeah. That's the There point. was no snow. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a nice day. Yeah, it's unseasonably warm. Yeah. So one boy who went to school that day was eight-year-old Walter Allen. Mm. And Walter was in charge of his row. Did you ever do this in school where you're kind of in charge of the row and you take people's jackets and no. lunches and whatever? I was nobody's bitch when I was in elementary Fair school. Fair enough. But, uh, but that's I was what the he door holder. Okay, well, you were everyone's bitch. Then. Yes, I was. Uh, <laughs> he, he had to do this. He had to basically keep track of his row's stuff in school. It was Sounds an like important job. like a fucking square. Um, He's like Percy uh, Jackson? from uh, Harry Potter. Weasley? Percy Weasley. Thank you. He's a prefect. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't prefect. read that shit, Chris. Yeah. You, you knew that Percy Weasley was a prefect. And I also know that he was a traitor. He was teetering on the edge yeah. of being a Death Eater, even. But I don't read that shit. <laughs> I yeah, didn't even know what that. What are you, some kind of turf? Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't know what you're talking I don't know. No fucking idea. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who wrote Harry it Potter. It is not the same thing as a squibber or a muggle, but it is connected it's to worse. J.K. Rowling, and I am not one of those. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving moving on. on. So Walter's prized possession was a small glass perfume bottle that he held water in for erasing his chalk slate. You know, because mm. instead of paper, you had a chalk slate. And he was the one with, like, the fanciest bottle of water. And he kind of uh, had some, some pride with this, this cool bottle he had. a fucking nerd. Yeah, how, how you often do you think You don't have possessions bullied? in this day and age. I beaten his ass, and I was a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the nerd that beat up... The, se- the I was the second nerdiest guy, so I had to beat up the ner- the nerdiest guy. He was wearing a cowboy hat to school. His micro-machines weren't as cool as yours. I never beat up anybody. <laughs> you see, I made a point to... I was the nerdiest guy. I wore a cowboy hat <laughs> to school. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just telling the story about how I got my ass kicked for wearing a cowboy By hat. By the second so- nerdiest guy in school. Yeah. Look, I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, Growing up, I made it a point to befriend the uh, the kid that was wearing the trench coat. Yeah. You know. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. <laughs> I, did, I actually did that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember his yeah. name. In, but the, I, in the real but world. But I guess he also did the Naruto run. Yeah. It's oh, a little before that. God. I'm old. True. So, wait. In the real it world, was, it was Dragon Ball you don't Z get to dodge guy. bullets by wearing a trench coat, but you get to dodge bullets by being friends with the guy who wears the trench coat. <laughs> So anyone who looked up that day to see the sky, whether they were in their fields or inside peering out a window, would have seen a massive black cloud heading for them 
and fast. Oh, goddammit. Yeah. That's not ominous. Within minutes, the temperature dropped dramatically, and gale force winds began violently knocking anything over that wasn't nailed down, and some things that were nailed down (laughs) knocked them all over. And they even rose to hurricane winds at some points. Wow. Yeah, it's it, it got really fucking bad. Schoolhouses all over the prairie now had a dilemma. Stay put in the schoolhouse with a dwindling fuel supply to stay warm, I guess, for as long as you could and maybe freeze to death once that runs out, which they didn't have much. No schoolhouse was equipped with days of coal or wood or anything. Or you could venture out into the white abyss to reach the nearest safe place. Both not good options. In Walter Allen's case, the teacher ordered that the children line up and get ready to leave, as there was a horse-drawn sleigh that dredged up the road to rescue the children, driven by, like, their fathers and stuff. You go from one cold place to a different cold place. (laughs) Have fun, kids. At least least one place presumably has fuel to keep you warm. Yeah. At least a couple of days. But you gotta get there. You gotta get there. That's the rough part. Now, Walter, because of his duty... He was the last to leave and the last to board the sleigh. However, he soon remembered that his that the water in the perfume bottle that he prized so much would freeze and break the bottle. And he didn't want that to happen. And considering the sleigh wasn't moving very fast, it was moving so slow, he jumped out of the sleigh and ran back into the schoolhouse. He's dead. And he fucking Walter looked in there. He looked in there, got his bottle. And as soon as he came out, he couldn't see the sleigh. He couldn't see anything. God damn it. People even said that you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was that bad. That's pretty bad. He quickly became disoriented and fell in the snow where it was easier to lay down. Because mm-hmm. it tires you out so quickly to not be able to see, not be able to breathe, not be able to do any of these things. So laying in the snow is actually a relief, but it's a ticking clock until you're dead, basically. Death sentence. Yes, it is. So yeah, he was like trying to find like the road on his hands and knees. Couldn't find shit. You know, if there wasn't something to grab onto, like fences were kind of a godsend to some people. Because <laughs> it would at least give you some sort of orientation of where you were. And, and how far to go. But even then, people that gripped on defenses in this blizzard, because of the sensory deprivation, they would think that they've gone too far. And they would, like, turn around and get confused. Yeah. So the fences only helped a little bit, like a fraction of a bit. And by the time his family basically got home, they were like, where's Walter? Well, when did we lose him? I don't know. So, like, him and, it, like, his older brother and his dad came back to the schoolhouse to try to find him. And schoolhouse is empty. They're like, shit. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where the fuck he is now. And they don't know how many times they drove over him in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> looking for him. And they're like, Subaru? Yeah. yeah. Outback? Yeah. 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 It, miraculously, his older brother found a small drift in the snow where his younger brother was, and he pulled him out of it. And Walter fucking survived. Wow. Jesus Christ. He actually, he actually died in the early 70s at like the age of 94 or some That's shit. both the hardest. It's like, snow don't mind me noon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the hardest Where's Waldo ever, where it's just yeah. a blank page. It's just like, white. Yeah. So yeah. La- just the laziest. Yeah. I don't know. The- 
name of the guy who made those, but yeah, you know, he just left it's that just page a blank. blank. <laughs> I called this fucking page Studio Fifty Four, Daddy O. <laughs> Is that what the guy who made well, Where's Waldo sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, it's like I'm gonna make. I'm going to make this one what I live my life. I, it's a blizzard in here, you know? Yeah. And, and he the, does cocaine. Yeah, this one's so called Coney that. Island because it looks like Coney Island. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it does look like Coney Island. And Waldo's there and there's some red herrings. And, you know, you have a good Maybe time There's a beach, at you know? Yeah. You can find his hat, but then you yeah. find him and you're like, yeah. oh, he's but, right there. But, I mean, a lot of people, they would scream your name at the top of their lungs, like standing inside their house and scream your name. You'd never hear it. Even if you were feet away, you would never hear it. Oh, so it's like being married. Nice. <laughs> ah. They would ring cowbells, and you'd never nice. hear it. You know. Actually, there's one girl, uh, she was actually scarred on the face from smallpox, and her parents actually gave her away to another family. You know. Because they were like, she's not going to marry anytime soon. God damn. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to marry her off? Seriously, that's how it was. There goes her chances of winning the Miss America pageant. And the family that bought her was like, buy low, sell high. Chiggity-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> they didn't buy her. No. <laughs> what happened was that she was separated from someone who she was with, right? And she insisted on going up this way instead of following the road. Because this is the way she had always gone. So and she was ugly and stupid. <laughs> she ended up falling down in the snow. Later on, when it finally stopped, she was miraculously still alive. And she pried herself off the ground because she was frozen to the ground. Jeez. She yeah. pried herself off the ground and heard somebody calling. And she, like, stood up, like, like you know, not, like, on her legs, but, you know, like, stood up in the snow. And they were like, what? <laughs> Some fucking girl is right there, and her Ta-da. yeah, her her leg her leg was so badly frostbitten it had to be amputated. So she walked for the rest of her life on a wooden prosthetic Man, leg. Man, she's not she can't catch a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she got she, the black foot. She uh she eventually did marry, but she died at the age of twenty five. Fuck, I mean, back it's rough then. living, rough <laughs> living. Yeah, what twenty five back then? That'd be like a grandma's age. No, yeah. it's really not. It's not. The, the reason uh, she's like, don't look at my leg, don't was, look at my face, I make you feel the good. The reason lifespan <laughs> back then was so low is they factor in infant and in, child death, right? Yeah. Infant yeah. And mortality like, rates. Like I mean, at long, long time ago, I mean, about twenty five percent of people made yeah. it to adulthood. Yeah, and when you factored in just that, they actually lived. Yeah, the average. Yeah, it, like, it's an average. You got to keep that. Yeah, in mind. Right. if you factor in the people who actually made it to adults, the lifespan was quite a bit longer. Yeah, teen suicide rate was a lot higher back then because there wasn't any video games or pornography or rap music or rap exactly a father and son were found stranded in their own field with their dog the father he actually sacrificed his own warmth for that of his sons and he froze to death next to his son his son survived only because the dog was barking next to the snowdrift that had formed over them um there was a small opening i guessed for his mouth that he could breathe out of oh good boy no the 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 Son trapped underneath the oh. snow, and he was fished out, but his father was dead. Mm. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> it's like the end of The Shining, is what I'm picturing. Yeah, uh, or the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I get that. Mm. Yeah, that's the or, earlier thing I, I, I know. Did a Star Wars. That, this is a reoccurring joke. No, nobody, nobody makes Star Wars references. Empire Strikes <laughs> Back is a sequel to The Shining. There, I said it. <laughs> okay. Louise Royce, a school teacher, she was stranded out in the snow with three of her students, of course, became lost in the blizzard. 
She was found on top of the children in a vain attempt to keep them warm, but the ground had basically absorbed all of their body heat, and she survived, uh, but the children did not. Uh And if you could imagine that, like, waking up on top of three dead children and you're alive. Not ideal. No. Both of her legs actually had to be amputated, and she actually died of uh, complications Mm. uh, during that procedure. Jesus, fuck. So, yeah. She's like, finally, I gotta pay my toll. (laughs) Another school teacher who was trying to collect her pay for being a teacher, and back then you had to get a signed note saying you worked this amount of time, you had to take the note to a thing. It was a whole fucking to-do. She was actually found in a haystack 72, 72 hours after the storm hit, without any food or water or anything. It was miraculous that she survived. She also lost a leg. Mm. Uh, many people lost hands and fingers and legs and arms and things like that to, to this To the frost blizzard. Yes, to the frostbite. One heroine, though, that came out of this disaster was a 19-year-old school teacher named Minnie Freeman. Uh, she was actually born on the prairie of Nebraska, so, so she... Knew a little bit better than some of the new arrivals. She knew what the fuck was up. <laughs> her her schoolhouse was a one-room sod schoolhouse. And she was basically going to try to hold out for as long as she could in, in the schoolhouse and burned everything. Like, burned their desks, burned everything they had. And then the door blew in. And so she, like, ordered a couple of, like, the older boys and whatnot to nail it shut. And it blew in again. Oh, no. It shows you how, like, strong these winds were. So she was getting the kids ready to leave. and say ready to die. Yeah. Getting getting them ready to leave, and she was like, okay, when are we going to go? When are we going to go? And then the roof was torn off. Metal. Of this school. Nice. And she's like, now or never. And the, there's a, a part of the legend, Minnie Freeman's legend, is that she tied the kids together with twine mm-hmm. that she found on her desk. But one of the survivors actually refutes this. Yeah. It was her pubic hair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm an adult. Pubic hair was a little bit stronger back then. (laughs) People were stronger back then. Uh, Therefore, their pubic hair was stronger as well. Yeah, that's true. What Chris is saying. That's fucking history and science. (laughs) Yeah. We are history boys and we give history lessons and everything we say is true. Yeah. (laughs) And very childish. (laughs) There were 13 to 16 of them. Uh, Sources disagree on how many of them there were. So she had to take all the children, all of them, to the closest place that she knew of. Her boarding house, over a mile away. Now, keep in mind that during this whole disaster, there were farmers that were found feet from their own homes, frozen to a fence post. Because they couldn't find their way back from their barn to their house. Desperado. Well, <laughs> they were out riding fences. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a, uh, there was a sort of a thing where you decided how far away to put the the barn when you were making your homestead. You put it too close, you get a bunch of bugs in the in the summertime. Put it too far away, too cold. Right. You yeah. got to make that big long trip too far away to walk right you got to find that sweet so there's a sweet spot right well some people had it a little too far away they froze to death actually one couple husband and wife circled each other in the snow in the blizzard and they were both found in between the barn and the house frozen to death trying to find each other yeah the final marco they were in the they were in the goldilocks (laughs) zone yeah so like 
I mean, keep in mind that the, the visibility is so low, and again, it's choking and blinding that it's hard to find feet away, let yeah. alone one mile you away. You can't see your own dick in front of your face. <laughs> yeah. And so Minnie Freeman was taking her students a mile away, which is fucking unheard of. But somehow, miraculously, she did, and all of them survived. And songs were made about her. There's one famous song called 13 Survived mm-hmm. about this. And she actually got uh, marriage proposals from all over the country. They actually uh, left out the verse, though, about uh, her pubic hair being wrapped around the children keeping them warm. <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that the pubic hair was prehensile. And she said, yeah. don't worry, kids. And it crawled out of her pants. Yeah. She's like, like uh, Medusa it, from uh, Marvel. Uh, I was inhumans, gonna, but in oh, pants. I was going to say more of like a Venom symbiote from the oh. Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, wrapping itself around the children and then lifting them on high and carrying them the mile. Yeah, and it could also, um, I don't know, slide, spiderweb, you know? Yeah, it could shoot. Sling, it, sling it could, around. Uh, well, she did, sl- She, I mean, she would have slang, but there wasn't a lot of trees. Not a lot there. of high buildings. No. Yeah. No. You can't even wasn't web. helpful, but she could have done it if she had. If yeah. She, the opportunity couldn't even frozen. web zip in that weather no. spider-man would have been useless yeah <laughs> except to maybe rope people together i don't yeah. know i mean wolverine had to use with, with his thick ropes yeah yes fire his thick hot ropes all over the school children yeah <laughs> you made it weird <laughs> what you I'm made glad it that weird you went there you made it weird i'm it's just an saying... allegory for puberty kids let's go <laughs> I hate you. I hate all of you. I'm I'm being very childish today. We're gonna get canceled and deservedly so. Yeah, we're not on Twitter. Mm. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> we, yeah, we are. <laughs> you guys personally are not. I control our Twitter. Well, so there you go. Don't put any of the stuff he says on there. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> we're broadcasting this to the world, pal. We have, we have listeners in New Zealand and Australia. and Hearing about all these hot ropes slinging out, <laughs> carrying these children to safety. My yeah. mom listens to this podcast. And, so does mine. Um, <laughs> I wonder, you know, I wonder if, if she can hear that, you guys can handle that. Yeah. Or one listener in Estonia can hear that. Yeah. Some were not as lucky, however. One family lost nearly all of their children... Except for one that did not go to school that day. He's too young. Called out. Mm. Like, group- I'm too sick. And they're like, oh, you're too sick on this unseasonably warm day? <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Here's well, a water know, pail. The more kids you have, the shittier they get along the way. The it's first like multiplicity. That's the reason why I'm, I'm stopping at one. Well, one, one, one of her kids was actually born on the ship on the way there. Oh, cool. Yeah. The the crazy part is is when they finally found them the next day frozen together, the father actually wanted to beat up the school teacher that that he because the school teacher didn't bring the kids with him mm. so the father wanted to like kick his ass, and then like everyone explained to the guy like hey dude, your kids wanted to go by themselves, they disagreed with the teacher and there wasn't fucking enough time. And they went off by themselves. Well, it sounds like they were raised by that guy. He yeah. right. He quietly <laughs> accepted that fact and put a gun in his mouth. And well, here's what happened to him. His name was Yo- his name was uh, his name was Johann Albrecht, I believe. That sounds uh, like a guy who wants to bu- punch out a teenager. Yeah, he uh, what he did was he found the bodies, his children that were frozen rock solid, and they 
brought him inside and set him next to the fire. Oh, and the grief stricken mother started laughing uncontrollably. Oh, like the Joker. And she became the first her, prairie supervillain. Her <laughs> surviving children or surviving son, they had more children after this, but her surviving son would never talk about this uh, blizzard, but what he said stuck in his mind was the sound of his mother's laughter because everyone was like, I, everyone was like, I don't know why she's laughing, but I know why she's laughing. I mean, it's, it's like a total loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like breaking bad. It's it's your brain cracking. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Literally like you're going through so many emotions and Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Fuck. You go through all this. Though in her defense, it was really funny looking. Six six of the children that she had given birth to died. That's really sad. Mm. I'm sorry I made jokes. Yeah. I'm sorry for everything I've ever said. Yeah. I'm not. Mm. For you, on your behalf. That's She had given birth to 11 children in all, but six of them died. And the one one that survived went on to be not very fun at parties. No. Uh, Most of these families, though... Uh, that we're talking about are still there working wow. the same land like the one that took in the girl with the wooden leg or would get a wooden leg and the scarred face right yes yeah. uh, she or that family still works the same piece of land that they got back then Whew. so I mean these are hard motherfucking people <laughs> you know what I mean I bet they yeah. voted for Biden <laughs> well I'm the, the thing that makes it even worse is that uh, they're now working on Monsanto land. So. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so for the days and weeks following the disaster, friends and loved ones were found frozen to the ground where they lie. Faces are already eaten away by rats and vermin. Because think about that, like cops aren't finding your loved ones frozen in fields. You know, coroners aren't finding... You gotta find dad out there. You find him yourself. And guess what? You gotta do that ugly deed yourself of peeling them off the ground and breaking their bodies so they fit into a fucking coffin. Oof. You know what I mean? It's rough business. You could just get special made coffins that are in the position that they were frozen <laughs> it's in. It's fucking yeah. dark. <laughs> I mean, you like, do you have any I'm being a realist here. <laughs> if they were frozen, though, couldn't you just take a hammer and just, you know. Shatter them into tiny yeah. pieces. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, you break you break them to fit. Yeah. Is what you do. Yeah. And then no. you, so yeah, you're not far you off. You put all the pieces in a bucket. They thaw, and you pour it into a cast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh no, that's Fuck. what you do. You you essentially like blend up the corpse right yeah. into a slurry. Then you pour it into the mold of a person who's dying in a more peaceful position. And then you essentially bake that loaf. And you pour, and you Jesus <laughs> Christ. Back, back, back in the old-timey <laughs> Easy Bake Ovens. Bake that loaf. That's so fucked so up. You would visceral. That's so fucked up. You put, you put a couple of googly eyes on it and you... You can have an open I casket. Fucking, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just got done telling you, like, their families are all still alive and still sort of remember. This is only, like, two generations They're ago. They're not going to listen to this. Either that or you get a coffin in the shape of a screaming rictus. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, Walter Allen's daughter, I believe, lives across the street, pretty much, of where her dad almost died. And, and she, she now has her own ice-making company. Oh, God. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone with that kind of stuff. 
Uh, we were being so insensitive to the suffering. I of these know poor you people. are. I know you are. I was oh, like, oh it was God. like, I am shocked. It was like <laughs> shocked. Four, it was like what? we're offending you. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Three or four, three or four people ago. Four yeah, people Walter ago. Was, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. a little while ago. And cattle and livestock froze where they stood. Entire herds of cattle were decimated. So think about this. Everything you've ever worked for, everything you've ever made out on this godforsaken piece of earth is now gone. Our podcast? Including, including your fucking family. Or at least members of your family. Or your hand. Or right. your fingers. Or your leg. Right. Or both legs. They're oh, gone. God. Yeah. All are gone. Actually, actually... They were uh, outdoor pets. One, one boy was found frozen to the outside wall of his own house... Uh, he was out there with his dog, oh. and they, the dog scratched at the door, and they got the dog. The dog survived, and the boy was found without his jacket, and it's it's thought that he tried to put his jacket around the dog Aww. to like keep them both warm, and the wind tore his jacket away, and the dog got away, and he didn't. Oh, yeah, so awful. I'm not, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, one, frozen Pompeii. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one guy was actually found because he fell against the wall of his own house, and his family inside heard it and went outside and grabbed him, and he survived. It's literally like a Mother Nature freezeway swept across the land and froze everyone in place. Kind of, kind <sighs> of. Like Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah, he and he's like, "I'm just trying to save my wife by murdering all these yeah. people." Yeah, yeah, it's really sad, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is, and this is not to mention the railroads and telegraph lines were all completely destroyed. The railroads, you know, people were on the trains. Yeah. Oh God! And they were frozen in place. The trains, and yeah, they didn't could, but not, the choo choos stayed warm on the inside. No, no, no because. Not all of them had dining cars, so not all of them even had food or even enough coal to last them for a couple of days. We only got popsicles, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we got all these Lots of popsicles. <laughs> yeah. And then it turned turned into a train to Bazan. Yeah. So, so people people gathered in one car to stay warm, and they actually dumped the money out of like the you know like they in the back they'd keep all the money in like yeah. these burlap bags yeah they dumped the money Pay out dollar signs on them yeah they dumped the money out and and curled up in those Ooh. Uh, oh i they were gonna scrooge mcduck yeah yeah they were oh. gonna burn the mo- money in a socialist act nice for some reason i thought they were like oh they're they're cuddling under the money but no it was the burlap sacks it was the burlap sacks uh another phenomena and this is super cool something i did not know actually at all uh, that that occurred during this disaster was something that sailors referred to as St. Elmo's Fire. Ah. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jen Do you know Nelson? what that is? Do you know what St. Elmo's Fire is? Dude. Not the movie. Yeah, like... It's a movie. It's a... It's, a, um, it's got uh, the Rat Pack. No, it, it it's the sort of like a like like a corona effect uh, yeah. with the sun. Uh, yeah, they is... they they yeah. Now it's called uh, corona discharge. Is right. what it's called coronal discharge. Uh, solar flares. No. Oh well. Is uh, it like uh, what does it look like? Like cut a... that. It it looks kind of like ball lightning, oh. and a lot of people think uh, people mistake it for ball lightning. Right. Or ball lightning oh, for coronal mass ejections for Saint our solar flares. Fire. My bad. So. Sorry, just science. You know, it's not like a too. What, Aurora Borealis. 
No. What caused this in this uh, particular instance was that they're, all the ice shards are moving really fast, right? And depending on elevation, they're all in all these different temperatures. Right. And when they blow across surfaces that are also different temperatures, it creates all this electricity. And electricity that's just in the air. So, like, off the top of, like, bull's horns, let's say, or off the top of your fire poker, all of a sudden it just go, Whoop! you know, like a Jacob's Ladder. Like, so fucking cool. You know, you could, like, snap in the air and it would go, wow. and, like, there'd be, like, all, all over your house, you'd be looking around and there'd be, like, pop, pop. And be like, and be like, I'm afraid to touch anything. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then a big hairy man comes through the door and goes, "You're a wizard, Harry." <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Saint Elmo. Yes. Yes, yeah, Saint Elmo. <laughs> You're like, a wizard, Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a puppet or something. I like to touch yeah. touch kids or something yeah. like that. Didn't uh, Elmo no, he touch kids? No, he likes to be touched. Oh, exactly. Okay, I got it. Flipsy, it's, flipsy, yeah, dipsy. Jerry, it's don't 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 get it twisted. He just liked to be molested by children, which is completely different than <laughs> yeah. molested. Yeah, not, it's not, not weird. as bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> so yeah, in the West, this blizzard <laughs> was an absolute disaster, and it really affected the people that lived there for a long time, and people that like didn't want to live there that like lost all their children uh were like hey fuck this and moved back east <laughs> yeah because yeah. can't do this anymore and speaking of the east in the eastern newspapers uh when they reported on this blizzard they almost reported on it in a condescending tone they were like i mean that's rough living out in the west you know this is what happens when you go out there, kind of a thing. Like, this is dangerous. Idiots did dumb stuff. Well, we- and, and it was sort of an era of, like, it couldn't happen here. Yeah. You know, that's wild, untamed land. Never happen here. You gotta leave it to the <laughs> lamestream media to write a well, condescending yeah. piece. If you want to get fucked in the East, just have the Rockefellers do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go out west and it's... uh, Andrew Carnegie. Yeah, well, I was going to say, a cruel and unyielding Mother Nature that will take everything and feel nothing for what it's doing. Well, and technically, Andrew Carnegie does have a stake in fucking the people in the West over, because again, that railroad propaganda, you know, getting people out there in the first place. You know what just occurred to me, gang, is we have a story about people going out west and we didn't mention the Pet Shop Boys or Tom Waits. No, we did not. Now we did. It's about fucking time. Now we did. (laughs) Thank you. Now we did. Well, the East was spoiled with a few winters that were pretty mild. And they're like, yeah, it's fine out here. And that winter was fairly mild. And they're like, eh, it's fine. So by March of 1888, snow was the last thing on their mind. They were talking about baseball. They were talking about all of these things. You know, P.T. Barnum Circus was going to have its grand opening uh, that week. We got Bengal Tigers. Romping in the the January cold, well March. It's March oh, by yeah, this okay. point. March cold. Well, it's spring is dawning, hmm. and uh, Walt Whitman actually uh, for the New York Herald. Yeah, uh, for the Saw New York his Herald. Own shadow. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking of Henry David Thoreau. My bad. No, Walt Whitman for the New York Herald. He actually wrote a poem uh, called "The First Dandelion," hmm. and it was published. On March 12th, 1888, and most people, when they read it, scoffed, and they thought, this is ridiculous, because on March 11th, 
They were hit with a giant fucking blizzard. And they were like, thank God he wrote this poem so I could throw it directly in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this poem will keep us warm. Yeah. It just seemed kind of ludicrous, you know, because yeah. one day earlier, it was fine, you know, and yeah. they would, of course, publish it yeah, the what next day. Yeah, idiot. He should have right. seen it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on Sunday, March 11th, 1888, uh, the weather station was actually closed on the weekends. In this time, so no yeah. weather reporting was coming out. There was no weather on the weekends. No, yeah, news not, is not good news. No, you close it down. And it was at 4 p.m., and actually this is a sweet spot when most of the people were outside. Most of the people in New York City and Boston were outside. Playing stickball. As a mm-hmm. side. No, they're just going to and fro, house and work, right? Yeah, sure. Stick Hanging out in, um, in the street, playing stickball. Yeah. Buying some uh, drink erotica uh, in Times Square. No, no, this before that they made the erotica themselves in those days. Right. <laughs> I'm saying there's a there's an old timey shopkeep who makes his own erotica and sells it. Yeah, and tin, it's tin type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was in Times Square, and Rudy Giuliani put a stop to that. <laughs> He's like, damn this. Art. He's like, I'm the only one with my hands down my pants. I was adjusting. You my got shirt. him. I got him. Good. That's what he said. You farted. You're like a Borat-style character, Chris. I'm like a Borat. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. Ah, you have a wife, too. It's crazy. Just like Borat. Mm-hmm. So it began to rain. No one thought anything of it, but it got real cold all of a sudden, and that rain turned into sleet. Uh-oh. And that sleet turned into snow. Oh, dear. And it got... The, the wind started to get atrocious, and all of a sudden, you know, people are now caught in, in the middle of this, because again, no warning, it happened real fast, boom, people are out, out in the middle but of it. But their houses are made of brick in the east. Well, and, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to what was good for them. Like, that is one thing. Insulation was probably one thing, but that didn't do them a lot of good, because what happened is, is in New York City in this time, they would get nearly everything delivered. They'd get coal delivered, mm-hmm. they'd get bread and milk delivered, but when it blizzard, there's no trans- transportation, so you got nothing. So you didn't have two days' supply of coal no or anything. No Uber Eats. No, yeah. nothing like that. Milk's so, done so, frozen. So you ran out of shit fast. So your erotica fast. is not showing up. It, you don't your get that food's not showing daily, up. Uh, if you don't, delivered if, homemade erotica. If you erotica. get any water on your glass erotica, it's going to crack in the cold. Yeah. So you got to keep it dry. And yeah. so you're using all your towels that you could be to keep your family warm, maybe throw them in the fire because they're covered in oil because of the time. <laughs> and you you call them towels, I call them cum he's just making. He's just making shit He's just up. like, you gotta keep that... No, you gotta keep... I, I'm following. You gotta keep the glass erotica w- it's, dry. It's glass made out of stained glass. It was passed down from generations. Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta keep it dry. Yeah. So you're holding it over the fire while everyone else is freezing, but like, we, it, it'll crack if it gets wet. It'll crack, and they're like... But it'll also crack if it gets too hot. So you gotta keep it just right. You don't want it wet, but you don't want it too hot. Yeah. It can be cool, <laughs> but it can't be wet. <laughs> and this is your great-grandfather's glass erotica that he brought from the old country. Yeah, yeah back from Norway. It's not even the tintype stuff. It's not this new hot medium. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an older, must-be-kept-cool medium. It's a family heirloom. Yeah. But well, a very erotic one. Okay. Doggy well, style. <laughs> Which was regular back in the day. Yeah. Yes. Well, the winds howled at 45 miles an hour. 
And some of the taller buildings, actually in, in Blizzard's sense, this also happened. Some of the taller buildings is where it was the worst. So the windows actually popped out and fell to the ground below. But it also created these giant snow drifts that were like 40 to 50 feet, sometimes even higher than 50 feet in a lot of places. Giant snow drifts, you know, complete with dead bodies and dead horses inside. Oh, the horses. So you're stuck inside. <laughs> the livestock. <laughs> Not the livestock. You're going nowhere. You're dealing with bone saw in this situation. Yes. Yeah. It, I didn't sign up for a cage match. No. Yeah. They it all is, send up for a cage match. It is way. said that 400 people in the Northeast died as a direct result of the, bl- of, of the blizzard. 200 of them were in New York City alone, which I is mean, nuts. That's most of the people back then. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. half the world's population. <laughs> no, there were 800 no. people on the planet yeah. in uh, 1888, from no, what I understand. No, no, And no. 40 of them were Socrates. <laughs> like... Socrates like people. People of getting value. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> people of value, I get it. Yeah, all communication was cut off between, like, Toronto, totally cut off. Boston, totally cor- cut off. New York, uh, all the way down to Washington, D.C. Tokyo. So, like, no. Uh, so <laughs> Well, in his defense, it, tech, it was cut off. Even, even though there were ineffectual presidents at the time, there was still no way to get any sort of aid. There. there was no transportation, no telegraph wires to do anything. And keep in mind that all the telegraph wires and power lines in New York City at the time were all above ground. And if you look at the pictures at the time, especially the tele- telegraph wires, they're everywhere. The city is wrapped in telegraph wires. And back then, people kind of liked seeing that. Like, people now think that they're unsightly, but they liked seeing it because... It was the Gilded Age, mm-hmm. and every little telegraph wire meant that somebody somewhere was making money, yeah, and that right. you're prospering, right? Mm-hmm. But this ravaged them, tore them down all over the place, you know, knocked in shops, you know. Oh, it, no, my wire. The damage, yeah, the damage was My precious was wires. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pa- those wires were passed down from your great-grandmother in the old country. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Honey, so- wire the butler. There's the also... Yeah. There's also erotica carved into the wires. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it was like, uh, I'm taking off my brassiere. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm touching my bosom. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh boy. I, I'm arriving to get those messages to Grover Cleveland. Yeah. Dear listeners out there, if you can telegraph us some erotica, that would make our whole year you can still send telegrams we've we've established you've talked about that on the show have at some I? point have yes. I? yeah you okay. told us okay that. great why don't you put that in a trivia show i could remember yeah, there you go <laughs> uh also sign up for our patreon so you can listen to our quiz show there you go no grover cleveland actually funny little tangent democrat mm-hmm. right? only president to ever elected not uh, ever be elected non-consecutive ron paul's favorite president hmm. why do you think that is because he didn't care about poor like people. Like small, yes. small he government? He didn't spend money on anything. Ah. <laughs> and took away funding from almost everything. So again, we want to talk about switching platforms of the Democrats and Republicans. Look Wait, at you're Grover Cleveland. That, you're saying <laughs> the Democrats wanted to cut funding and liked states' rights. Yes. But the switch is a myth. Yes. That's that that's, one motherfucker. Yeah. I, I, it boggles <laughs> my mind, honestly. Like I am baffled. My jaw hit the floor when I saw. It. I was like, 
who, what backwoods ass motherfucking school did you go to? <laughs> Sorry, I'm done roasting that guy. Anyway, uh, we usually roast people in private. Yeah. yeah, that one guy who hit us up uh, on Twitter, I think. I forget. Uh, the the one that hates that. Tyler? No, that no. was funny. Uh, no, the guy who said that the, the switching of the parties was a myth. I'm pretty sure we've talked about him on the show many oh, times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inspired whole episodes, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> I, I thank him for it, honestly. He's given me a lot of content. His rabid, in, rabid ig- ignorance has inspired episodes. Yes. Well, <laughs> and there's, there's, there's buckets of evidence to the contrary. Oh, my God. There are vats of, yeah. <laughs> of evidence. I anyway. hope he hears this, but I'm pretty sure he stopped listening to the show. <laughs> Say okay with me. It's hopefully AOC if, for me. Yeah, hopefully yeah. if you if you voted a certain way, you've turned us off a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway. So when that storm hit without any warning, rich and poor alike fled to like the same shelter, same places, because you you know, you're trying to find the closest place. Oh, I bet the rich hate oh, that. Oh, their tuxedos are getting scuffed by all these pores. Ugh, I got all the shit on my tuxedo by rubbing up against poor people. Yeah. Instead of rubbing up against the whores I usually rub <laughs> up against. Yeah. Uh, well, it didn't help that the only lasting place was the Arby's that everyone was at. <laughs> so everyone was in there. It was a uh, black tie, tie fair. You had to sit at and your that's table. When... They brought you your uh, beef and cheddar on a silver platter. And that's why everybody was feeling so nihilistic. And that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. History. Thank you, Brandon Kelly, for nihilist Arby's. Actually, budding history boy. Oh. Teddy Roosevelt. Ooh. Had a meeting that day at the New York His- Historical Society, and he wasn't going to miss it. And so it was a few blocks away, and he braved the storm and walked through it all the way there. It took him a long time to get there, but he finally made it, only to find that the head of the New York Historical Society that he was there to meet didn't come in because of the storm. Fuck. He what was a bitch. livid. He was pissed. He's like, ain't no snow going to stop me. Yeah. Well, he walked quietly through the snow with a big stick. Yeah. So right. he, he was knocking it. the snow out of the air with yeah. his big stick. Yeah. It was like Gandalf. He like held it up it was, and like it all just like, like formed around pass. him. He's like, do not pass. Well, he said, do not pass. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he speaks speak quietly. Yeah. Right. And he actually, uh, Teddy Roosevelt Five actually owned land out west that was ravaged by the earlier blizzard. Mm. So he was like, oh, damn, you know. Mark Twain was actually stranded in New York uh, as this happened. But he hated that. He's like, I gotta get my goddamn steamboat. Yeah, I know. I was gonna (laughs) say riverboat. Well, he was actually pissed off that he didn't have any cigars. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. But he had plenty of snow, if you know what I mean. Nice. Again, talking about cocaine. That's a running... Everybody had... Cocaine was medicine. Yeah. (laughs) See, every time we keep talking about snow, I keep thinking about the informer. Uh, The, 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 The Canadian rapper... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just. Oh, there we go. I like Maybe it. Boom, boom, down. down. Yeah, yeah. I, know yeah, I didn't about. know what you're talking about at no, first, no, no. but once you sang the song, I was like, I am familiar you're with like, this. You're like, I existed in the early 90s, therefore yes. I know about this. <laughs> I have heard this song. <laughs> I, I keep thinking about uh, Jump Into the Fire by Harry Nelson because of that scene in Goodfellas. Ah. Uh, I keep thinking about Tom Waits going out west because they yes. went out west. They did go out west. And, and I keep people thinking about appreciated Arby's. them. Clearly. Yeah. Because it's a day that ends in Y. Another man you may recognize was also caught in the blizzard. Oh, was it Nixon? 
Roscoe Conkling. Oh, oh no. the conks about. He got conked. Re- remember in the in the was it the Garfield or Arthur episode? I believe it was the Arthur episode. He's been in four episodes. Yeah, now. <laughs> uh, he is the most reoccurring character. Welcome to the Roscoe Conkling podcast. Uh, so Roscoe Conkling, if you remember from that episode, he was stuck in a winter storm. It was this storm. Ah. Uh, and uh, remember that the uh, carriage driver that he hit up, one of the few operating carriage drivers, was like, "I'll take you that." three miles for 50 bucks ah surge pricing and roscoe conkling this rich man said fuck that you're price gouging and he was like yeah oh i remember that and he decided to cut through central park to make it to the three miles it's a principal thing yeah right. and uh it took him three hours to go that three miles so moving mm-hmm. one point one mile an hour he actually got stuck in the snow at one point and freed himself and by the time he got home he collapsed in the entryway and he got pneumonia from mm-hmm. this trip and died as a direct result of this blizzard. That's what Probably should have paid that extra a couple this bucks. This blizzard killed Roscoe Conklin. No shit. Yeah. Mr. Yep, yep. Freeze. You yeah. see, I, I thought the reason why... April that it, 18th. 1888 is when he died. That's so <sighs> nuts to me. I, I thought the reason why, like, cutting through... Uh, through the park, you know, that three hours uh, in for three fucking miles, like, that... That's so goddamn slow. It's so One crazy. mile an hour. I can't help but think that he saw a lot of uh, bum fights and uh, bum 69ing and that he had to stop and just witness it. No. I don't think he saw anything because of the snow. <laughs> and it's blinding he, and deafening I thought he was and walking, it chokes you. Uh, so and Zach, I thought that's he was under the boardwalk, first of all. Sure. Yeah, under the boardwalk. Under the boardwalk, under the boardwalk like. where two bum, bums are like yeah. uh, doggy styling and one's got a radio around his neck unless he wants some sweet jams. <laughs> oh, oh, I've seen that sunny episode. Sunny. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the newly built above-ground L trains also ground to a halt in New York City, leaving many commuters stranded above ground. Impossible to get out. Impossible to get out. So, of course, New Yorkers being as entrepreneurial as they mm-hmm. were back then they busted it they busted out their ladders and they climbed up and they offered a small fee to rescue people to use their ladder and come down 50 cents is what they were offering you That's pay me 50 bad. cents you can get that was like that was like 10 bucks back then well i mean that might be why i hate new york so goddamn much <laughs> everyone's got an angle you know yeah, like yeah. ugh uh, it also caused fires from down power lines that people were helpless to stop because no fire trucks or any, but the anything ice could get would through. make the fire go out. No, it raged anyway. No, no. my experience with fire. At least Pokemon, it was warm near. Fire poke fire Pokemon are strong against ice Pokemon. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, water Pokemon is what you On want. On the other hand, yeah. exactly. Well, against fire, I don't know what's weak against ice. Psychic, yeah. ghost. I, I, I don't I think it's psychic. Know. I think you're right. You're gonna I'm need fucking to know. You needed ghosts. That's the problem. This ghost. fire's rage. You got to control. Has anyone got a psychic? They they got to open up that Ghostbusters <laughs> uh, locker. <laughs> let all the ghosts out. Let all the goo out. Yeah, or whatever. The, the, the That's the second one. But the goo would have worked too because yeah. it's got ghost yeah, powers. You could put yeah. it, you put fires out with the goo. Yeah, you can. Is, is this goo ghost? It's not ghosts. It's ghost powered. Yeah. It's ghost like. It's got, For a second, I thought you were going to say ghost powder. It's got ghost like, energy, what? and therefore would. <laughs> 
put out the snow. You can rub it on the Statue of Liberty and drive it like a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and rescue people. Ghostbusters 2! They literally do that in Ghostbusters 2! It's been a long time it's since the, I've it's seen that. They cover the Statue of Liberty in fucking ghost goo and they drive it like a car. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> 100%. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That is absurd. The sequel's not good. <laughs> Talk about jumping the shark. The first one's so good, though. I remember so. Slimer. That's about it. Yeah. Well, sli- well Slimer. <laughs> like, slime is the thing that makes this popular. So let's add way more slime. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> you got slimed. Ultimately, the storm caused $25 million of damage. And that's in 1888 Fuck. money. In 2020 money, that's $710 million. Of damage. Jesus, seven hundred and ten million dollars. Yeah, that's like a Sunday for Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, that's what million. I was thinking too. Yeah, for the days and weeks after the blizzard, the city hired hundreds of laborers because, of course, people couldn't go to work. So the city actually hired them, doubled their wage to a buck fifty a day Ooh. to dig the city Ooh, out of the nice. mess. And what they did is they they dug this, but once you dig out the snow, where do you put the snow, right? Well, luckily, New York is surrounded by two rivers. They I was about dump, to say. They just dump the snow into the rivers. Oh, into the old Throw Hudson. it into the East River with all the corpses. And the East yeah. River. Yeah, so they, the just dump, yeah, they just dump them into those two rivers, and that's how you get rid of it. I'm surprised they didn't I mean, go work. over it, the... It would, it would melt immediately. Yeah, it worked. I'm Between honestly surprised that, the that they didn't uh, go over the bridge and dump it over in Jersey. <laughs> I mean, that's extra effort, but... You throw it on a boat to Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra effort to do it, but Which it's worth it. I, uh, Staten Island wasn't a thing yet, so they could have uh, theoretically. So what's Pete Davidson doing There's right no now? One there. Nothing yet. Oh, he's not alive. Yet. No, yeah. he's not alive. I thought he always existed. Uh, maybe he does kind of look like a Skeletor out of time. Sort well, of thing. I mean, there was like he a, looks like a ghost. There was PT Reginald Davidson. And <laughs> <laughs> He was covered in archaic tattoos that nobody gives a shit about, and he wasn't funny then either. Um, <laughs> Jesus. He isn't, uh, I, I don't think he's funny, but fans, if you, if you like Pete if, Davidson, I don't care enjoy if you it. like Pete Davidson. Yeah. Enjoy I don't it. care what you like, as my, long as you like us. My wife thinks he's funny, but I think she's thinks he's hot. He's got big I dick energy. I, don't I think we don't like him because chicks want to fuck him. But I don't, don't think it. he's handsome. You know? I, Chris Hemsworth, I get it. I want to fuck Chris well, Hemsworth. Well, I know. Brad That's, Pitt? Yeah, right? He's like 80 like years old and everyone man. wants to fuck. He, yeah. he is Davidson? Robert Redford from when I was a child. Yeah. Now. Right. right. You know what I, I mean? mean? <laughs> Robert Redford now is more attractive than... George Clooney. Yeah. So so I, can see it. I can see it with George I, I would love to have me a Clooney daddy, personally. All right, all right. I don't see it with Pete Davidson. And he's not funny, so... Okay. He's no Dane Cook, if you don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm in the Dane lane. And yeah, during during the massive cleanup, just hundreds of bodies were just found. And like, I guess people just going out and like trying to get coal for the fire and stuff would like trip over fucking dead bodies. So most most people that were hired to do the cleanup were people that pretty much lost their job because they didn't go into work while the blizzard was happening. Fired. Yep, and that's what happened to a lot of people. Yeah, it's because uh, there was no uh, protection for uh, workers back then. No, and and there were so many you know people coming in that. Don't you're a dime a dozen. Honestly, yeah. workers are a dime a dozen. So it was no skin off of anyone's teeth if if they fired you. Oh, uh, so like a global pandemic. Yeah. So uh, the the people that were predominantly hired to do the cleanup of the of the city were Irish and Italian immigrants that did that. Hey, 
Hey. Yeah, and their whole fam hey. and hey. and they got is that, that, that Italian. Is those the Irish and Italian guys joining uh-huh. each other. That was like the whole. They got their whole families involved too. You know, like okay, well, you get to come with me. You know, you get to come with me, and we get to clean up the city. Get to, yeah. but at least it was it was double wages for you know the the weeks that it took to do. Well, they weren't that the week. That dollar weeks. fifty. Oh, days of the week. You know, it took. I thought you were calling days the, and weeks. I thought you were calling the immigrants weeks. They were, like they physically, were physically weak, but they were emotionally weak. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were both I'm physically kidding. and mentally fucking no. strong. I, <laughs> to I, make I, it through all this shit. I would be having a panic attack. Oh, yeah. I know. There's all these people being like, I'm having a panic attack. Like covered, my emotional state. Uh, like uh, covered in soot, and they're like, just take a shovel, you know? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> right. No, they're, they're not caring about their fucking, like, self-care or anything like that. They're just fucking no. getting in there. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm no, saying... No, there was. They got drunk and beat their families. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They were bad side. people. Some of them were, not all of them. When you're raised that hard, you're going to be a <laughs> yeah, pretty way a hard fucking yeah. person. That, that, that's called old-timey therapy, okay? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> Maybe fine. you're breaking down in an alley or, yeah, beating your family or drinking yeah. yourself to death. There were ways of and dealing with your, self-care. Hiding your homosexuality from the community. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, of course. So, as I said, the, the consequences of this severe blizzard, you know, people went back east, out of the west. Some people came back, but by and large, like, a lot of people moved out. The people that stayed, I mean, were made of just fucking grit, you know what I mean? The uh, bickering U.S. Army Signal Corps that failed to get the weather report out on time was eventually dismantled, and the job of predicting and reporting the weather was uh, eventually given to the Department of Ag- Agriculture. And this is like an aspect of the story that I, I'm going to sort of gloss over. I just don't have time to get into all of this. Hmm. But but the broad swaths is that the Signal Corps at the time was full of people that didn't really take their job very seriously. There was people that thought that they were legit scientists that tried to make their own personal gain come out more than actually accurately predicting the weather with the few technological tools that they did have. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a mess. Just fucking scientists. And it has to go back and... Like, the, the, the way it worked, like, it had to go back and forth, and there was people that... Well, don't tell them that, because if you tell them that, then people will panic, and, uh, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Mm, right. COVID's no big deal. Right, yeah. He was just playing mm. with the psychology of our nation. Yeah, that's good. It's that's like he was good. trying to keep people from panicking, and in doing so, uh, got, you know, 200, now 3,000 a day. And quarter excess, of a million people dead. In excess of 200,000 people died. Whoops. Uh, how many people died in 9-11? Three, uh, just under 3,000. Oh, and two, about... 200 of, of COVID deaths? But my point is, is that, yeah, a, a shit ton of people have died over the over this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, never forget, right? Yeah. You know, I just want to tell all those people that. And then there's, of course, people that are like, oh, they just write COVID down. Yeah. Yep. It's like, why would they do that? What is there to gain? Because the hospitals get more money that way. How? Yeah, right? Okay, anyway. <laughs> so on, on, on with the blizzard consequences. Uh, and if you want to hear more about that and like the meteorological implications of the storm and the signal core and all this stuff, uh, it is really interesting. Again, I just don't have the time for it. It is in the book uh, Children's Blizzard by David Laskin. Hmm. Uh, it is a fantastic book. I highly recommend it to anyone. It is our main source 
for this episode. And yes, it is, it is really fantastic. It's a great historical uh, book. Absolutely. Well, there you go, folks. Also, instead of weather stations being closed on the weekends, they would remain open 24-7 to predict the weather because it's like, we're not going to be open on God's Day. And, you know, March 11th. And then God said, fuck you. March 11th, 1888 was a Sunday. (laughs) So there you go. And as a direct result of the blizzard, uh, the eastern metropolitan cities decided it was a better idea to put many of their telegraph lines and trains underground. So it was the birth of the New York and Boston subway systems. Ah, no shit. Was, yeah, it was a direct result of this blizzard. Ah. They basically raced to put everything underground. You know, I've heard people talk shit about the New York subsystem, but when you come from Seattle... Oh my god. Oh, you're like... You could take the subway everywhere. Anywhere? And then I had yeah. people be like, oh my God, London's is so much better because you don't have to go up and back down. It's like, oh, we have a subway that was built like two years ago that goes from one place to the other place and you have to like a take rail. a lift to get there. Yeah. yeah. Right. We have one light rail that goes through the city. It goes north to south, but only from a semi-northmost point to the airport. Every single yeah. other major city I've been to is bu- better public transportation than Seattle. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, like, like fucking Budapest. in the West. Budapest in the West. better Well, and that's Germany just, is what came to mind immediately. That's despite the federal government offering Seattle money for an underground subway system for the better part of 50 years and every single time Seattle turning them down because they're like, nah, no thanks. It sounds like a lot of trouble. And <laughs> well, the city will never be. The city will never get super big when uh, tech companies blow up the fucking place. Yep. Yeah, and our roads won't be clogged at all hours of the day. Hopefully they'll get mad and they'll all go to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) A man can dream. Now, there have been deadly blizzards before 1888 and since 1888. But this one, considering its timing and circumstances, is the one that history will forever remember especially in the hearts and minds of those who lived through it and their descendants. That sounds like, um... I feel bad for all the jokes I made. <laughs> As I, usual. I feel so... <laughs> more than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so bad about all those jokes you made. You should feel really... I said some really <laughs> fucked up things, and yeah. I, I edit this, and I'm leaving them in. Yeah, well... <laughs> you should do it just as a penance. I'm trying to get canceled so bad, you guys. So I can, uh, so I can finally live free. Yeah. Only people that do bad things get canceled. You're Not never, say you're never truly free until you get canceled. No. <laughs> well, also, yeah, people who say things don't get canceled anymore. What is this? Twenty four. I'm also making fun of the. It's the people who rail against cancel culture. It was like you can't say I'm gonna. You get can I was like, who got fucking can- fucking. Uh, no one. Get, Harvey actually, Weinstein got canceled. So yes. guys, no uh, one actually gets canceled for saying mean things. As, yeah. as soon as as soon as this is over, Roseanne. Chris is going to launch a career. Mm-hmm. She said racist as things. As a uh, anti cancel culture comedian, and every joke he's going to be like, "I guess I shouldn't be saying this," mm-hmm. and it's going to be like, "I'd be know. like Kevin Hart or Bill Burr, who I actually yeah. love Bill Burr, but mm-hmm. he does rail against yeah. that a little." I'm, I'm just tired of comedians. I was like, just. Stop bitching about it. Yeah. Grow. Grow up. Do something fucking well, honestly, new. Honestly, I, You're gonna regardless be- of how you feel about her, like Sarah Silverman basically put it the best and said, like, look, I used to think this stuff was funny. People told me it was hurtful. So I moved on. I figured out a better way to joke about 
things. I, I just figured out better things to joke about. And honestly, that's the most mature way of going about it. Stop bitching to me about not being able to be funny. Say what you want to say. Or you can take everything they're saying, I push it aside, it and watch my new special, Grass Fed, more like Ass Fed. It's going to be wherever I can find it. It's yeah. probably going to be on uh, my own YouTube channel that I'm going to be creating pretty soon. It's going to have a lot of really uh, dynamic content. All right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's let's that, that right. was that was our episode. Let's wrap her up. I just th- there's one thing I want to say before we wrap it up. God damn it. I am a history boy. Oh. And my name is Christopher Whedon. And I am also one of four current standing members of the History Boys Union of Men. And yep. my name is Tyler Armantrout. You don't have to be a man to be in the union. I could be swapped out at any time with yep. any human being. Well, actually, the, the History Boys have existed for millennia. Yeah. Much like Assassin's Creed, yeah. where we uh, just swap out people. Um, we get like you sig- said, Teddy... We get signet rings. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt was yeah. a History, he was a history boy, boy, boy He was a History yeah. Boy. It's so like, was um, uh, Stalin. Yosef Stalin. Um, so was Gandhi. I would say V.I. Lenin was more of a, a history boy. Stalin was there long. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Stalin was... He, 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 V.I. Lenin was there, and then Stalin got there. Well, and he then just he took the signet and, and really what happened was... He ripped uh, it off his fucking finger. Jerry found out that his great-grandfather was an original history boy, and he looked back through the histories and found out that, like, Leonardo da Vinci, and then we had, like, Mussolini, and there were some other guys in there, maybe some yeah. good, some bad. All of them were pretty bad. <laughs> Mussolini was there. <laughs> Where are you going? Honestly, during with? World War, it like, was it was a it was a um, it was a uh, uh, Da Vinci Code style situation. During World War II, <laughs> you can see the History Boys yeah. in paintings if you look. Yeah, close. if you look close enough, you'll see. Uh, there's like a there's like a medieval Christ on a cross. Yeah, and, you and know, Jerry's hanging out. Yeah, Have you ever and seen I'm like per- in the background, and I'm like flipping you off. Have you ever something. seen uh, uh, Da Vinci's Perfect Man? More like Perfect History Boy. Nice. That's yeah. Zach. That's me. Yeah. It yeah. looks a lot like Zach. We would never lead you astray, dear listener. We would never lead you astray. I would. It, it's it's true. I mean, uh, <laughs> the uh, the only difference though is that uh, in the Vaturian man, uh, that's me, obviously. Yeah. Is yep. that uh, uh, the uh, the stomach tattoo that I have that says "fatty" isn't on uh, the actual. It was painting. before you got the tattoo. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and also people keep in mind, Zach. People all over the internet have seen your stomach from your Halloween costume. Yes. So they know that this tattoo does not exist. It was Harley Quinn. It was 2016. <laughs> You're lying. A lot of people. You're a liar, Zach. I I am uh, a writer of truths. Also, yeah. of you fictions. are a. I'm also a history boy. Oh, we're still uh, doing that. Yes, uh, and. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the yeah. last episode of the year, Jerry. It is the last episode of the year. And I am Jerry Nash, as always, a history boy. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter and on the Instagram and on the Facebook. You can become a Patreon pal with us, and you can get on our Discord for as little as a dollar a month. Your money goes towards that. It really does. That's I, that's where we're taking all of that money. I just don't want to get back into, that. into organized crime. So yeah. if you could just yeah. get on our Patreon, uh, then I won't have to break people's legs. You don't he, pay their bit. Chris their doesn't have to money. racketeer nearly as much. If, yeah, he doesn't if we have, have to, more Patreon. Patrons. I don't like it. He doesn't have to racketeer night crawlers yeah. uh, anymore. He doesn't have to sell worms at uh, gas stations anymore. No, that's for inflated prices. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he doesn't pay any taxes, and that's what makes it crime. And right. <laughs> I'm like, how are the worms? And for all of our listeners, uh, take take heart in knowing that 
Come January, we will be back to our bi-weekly schedule, yes, giving you two episodes a month. No more of this one-episode holiday bullshit. Bi-weekly, bi-weekly. So or, sometimes you might see three in a yeah. long month. Yeah. In a long in a month. Long so months. I think January might be one, March mm-hmm. might be one, but February might be a little less. But, uh, <laughs> but you guys are going to be getting back to the regular schedule with us, and it's going to be so much fun. We, we have so many more stories to tell you guys, and we can't wait. So we do have more Patreon pals here, and I want to mention their names because they're awesome. I love them so much. To infinity and beyond. As yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz says. Lightman. Buzz from, Lightman. From the Disman film. Burst yeah. Lightman. From uh, Toy Tale. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first one I want to mention is Chuck. 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 He's gonna come. He likes to fuck. Or she. Or she. Yeah. It's 2020, man. And I also want to mention Nod. Nod. Thank you so much, all of you. I love eggnog so much. To us, honestly, that you that you're willing to uh, give us money to produce this show, it yep. really does mean a lot to me. I put a lot of work in, and boy, it, it's so gratifying to know that people are out there that are willing to, you know, toss us even a dollar a month is great. Oh yeah, you know, honestly, or just it's, it's listen really to the podcast. Or, honest, yeah, and and you know that are willing to like tell their friends because I mean, hanging out with your group of friends, who wants to talk about shit that only one of you knows about? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You want all your friends to listen so you can chat. Like, did about you listen it. to the new History Boys? And they'll be like, "Hell yeah, it was terrible." Let's talk <laughs> about it. But those numbers are there. But you joke about it. You know, you can yeah. joke about it. You can make. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, Happy holidays. Kwanza. Happy Gilmore. Uh, girls. Gilmore girls. Happy Gilmore. Uh, Happy um, Sol Invictus. Happy Saturnalia. One Happy tree, Saturnalia. One Tree Hill. Um, uh, happy VOC Smallville gives me time of year. Yeah. Happy uh, Happy Days. Happy, happy Days. days. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday. Happy, happy Days. days. Um, I uh, love Lucy. Yes. Uh, uh, friends. Honeymooners. Honeymooners. I'll be Seinfeld, there for you. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great. Called, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cheers. Because sometimes you want to go where everybody knows, knows your, your name. Cat. And we will know your name if you are on our Patreon. We and will we will read it. Yep. Wings. <laughs> Zach, do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Zach. Love you, bye.